This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, Jessica. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm doing just great. And I can't wait to get started because we have so much to talk about. We're so revved up, it's not even funny. <laughs> so, I know. <laughs> I know. You know, because la- it's really weird when you start to launch and you have all these episodes out and then we kind of, kind of batch produce, but then we get feedback and like, when do you put it in? Because we already released all this stuff. So... We're just kind of catching up on your conversation with us, ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we're kind of deal with some feedback right now. If you're not part of that conversation, you need to find the She Podcast group. And an easy way to find it would be shepodcast.com forward slash group. Because even if you don't want to participate, reading what everybody else has to say is fascinating. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? It, what's really great, too, is that we get an opportunity to to really speak from from a, a, a woman's perspective. And, and I, I do feel that it's really important, not because we want to sort of single ourselves out and just be like, we are women, but because we also get a chance to articulate what we, what we need to say, how to say it, continue the conversation. And the, uh, the other thing is that in the conversations, you figure out how much you already know as podcasters. Because I know for myself and being in other groups, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know that much. Because these guys, it just seems like whatever people, uh, uh, these guys post, it's like, it just seems like, oh, they know so much more than me. There's like this sort of, I don't know, this little hat. And when we're in this group together, all I know is that women have a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. So, um, all right. So let's get to uh, our one of our first feedback that we got from Heather Orderver from Craft Lift, Lift Lit Podcast, and um, she said to us, "Yay, nice work you do!" And um, she is commenting on the podcast that we had about monetization strategies, kind of like that for the non douchey podcasters. And we went down a list of people who were kind of making money. And, and so, uh, in the first couple of episodes, she says in your first couple of episodes where the lack of women pod- podcasters was a hot topic, I kept yelling at my phone, knitters, knitters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have no idea why she didn't hear me. That's what she put in parentheses. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. Yeah. And it's That's just funny. because you know what? The knitting community was a really early adopter a really early adopter. I guess there's something, Heather, I'm talking to you directly about sitting down and knitting that you somehow like want to do something else and listening is like something that you can Mm -hmm. can kind of do when you're knitting, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then she shares about these two, these women um, that have been doing this for a while. She says, in 2005, there were two podcasters, both women, who rocked the podcast world and were unashamedly female, Marie Irshad at Knitcast, 
uh, which is on wonky hiatus right now, <laughs> but she's been podcasting since February, 2005. Um, She's also She's an awesome reporter. What? Yeah. An awesome Welsh redhead and a BBC reporter. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. And Brenda Dane at Cast On, uh, still in operation, though on more limited schedule now than in years past. Cast On began in mid-2005. And I have also kind of dealt with uh, Brenda and she has a really, really uh, passionate audience and she's incredibly good about the kind of work that she puts out. Uh, she was a little bit more consistent in the past, but you know, that, that happened. She's been doing this since 2005, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Almost also Diane at Crafty Pod. Um, and let me see. She says that she got her, her podcast from Crafty Pod that she went from free to, uh, partially for fee podcast and then got hammered. So <laughs> really hammered. Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting conversation we should probably have her on the show. I told, I asked Heather about that and I wondered if she wanted to do it. So, um, and of course, Craftlet, and this is something about the making money stuff, Craftlet, which is Heather's podcast, has been in constant production since April 2006. She's in episode um, 351 or more Hello. because this, she sent this a couple of weeks ago. She uses Libsyn and he, she has a dedicated app and she has monetized the premium subcri- subscriber system. So she's using the My Libsyn system that we talked about uh, briefly in that other episode that we did, the one that Mark Marin uses and Aisha Tyler and all that stuff. So she has an external shop also that's called Audiobooks with Benefits, which I think is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so because, you know, her show includes a lot of books, she's capitalizing on that kind of selling products that go along with the books. And, you know, because I know for myself, every time I read a book, I kind of want to know more. And sometimes I want more from that same author or sometimes I want to buy the stuff that they say or whatever, you know, so... Um, so, and then she says, and it's hosted by me, Heather, female. <laughs> I like you, Heather. <laughs> awesome. I don't know you, but I like you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So those are things. Thank you, Heather, for bringing us up yes. to date on the knitting community. Cause I think that's a, that's, tr- it's absolutely true. Knitters absolutely. were in the house early on in the co- podcasting space. Really, really early. I don't know what yes, that has ma'am. to say about like women knitters and being techie because that took a lot of, um, creativity to get podcasting <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. That's a good question. So, um, oh, hey, and we have a new Twitter account, ladies. Yeah. Guess what it's called? Um, that's guess what? She <laughs> podcast. <laughs> How about that? Isn't that interesting? I so what we're going to be doing there is obviously sharing the She Podcast podcast, but we're trying to figure out a way of sharing all of your podcasts as well on that feed. So mm-hmm. if somebody wants to follow She Podcasts, they would get like an array of female voices coming at them, little links here and there, which would be, I think, super yeah, amazing. Episode by episode. Yeah. But the trick is if you want them to be your episodes, you have to be in the directory. Yeah. Directory. You know where you can find that? On the She Podcast page. So ShePodcast.com. Right. You cannot miss it. It's literally right at the top in front of your face. Top yeah. of the page. Middle, I think, but yeah, middle, yeah, middle, middle. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of. So, but you, you can't miss it and you put your stuff in there and then we're going to start to pull your feeds in there. Um, eventually when we figure out the, the way that we set all the stuff up. So yes. Yay. Soon, soon, soon. soon. Maybe by the time this is aired. Hey, maybe I know. Cause that's, we we're like not that. quite yeah. as far ahead as you, uh, Missy. 
<laughs> with your lady business radio that's like recorded a year and a half in advance. No, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I gotta slow down. I have eight interviews this week. Oh my god! Dude. What am I doing? I what am know I what doing? You're doing? I just listened to the episode with um, Catherine Just. And I don't know when you published that, but it was so funny because you were, you were like talking about being pregnant and you're like, and I'm seven weeks and I'm like, what? You're like about to have give birth and you're. That's just, an older show. Let I me know, see when that went well, live. It's not that old, is it? Because I was just scanning at your feed and I was trying to catch up on as many as I could. And Oh, no need. No, no, no. no I kind of just, I, it, it really is. It was not like I was trying to do, to, to follow Jessica. I just love your podcast. I just haven't listened in a while. That's all. Oh, it was May 9th. Well, that's not that far. Uh, I was, uh, I became, I think I was probably four weeks pregnant on April 1st. That's about right. I was about seven or eight weeks pregnant. I'm not that far along. This is the longest pregnancy of my life. Because, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, well, because when you're implanted, you know from the very, from the conception, obviously. Oh, right. And so when I first found out, I was only four weeks pregnant. And so now I'm like 21 weeks. So by the time this goes live, you know, I'll be like, what, 22, 23? Yeah. I look a little further along, but that's not the point. I love little 20. I love the 20s, the early 20s weeks. Yeah. Those are some of my happier times. (laughs) I know. I really need to enjoy it. I need to stop crying and enjoy it. (laughs) Well, I'm crying and I'm not pregnant. Are you? Yeah. Like all the time or at this moment? No, just because I'm getting like super emotional about stuff. Uh, we can talk about that later. <laughs> this <is> totally <laughs> going off of this thing. Wait, no, we, I just we, totally we cried. Off. You know that girl, the American Ninja Warrior girl, mm-hmm. the K- Casey, whatever her name is. That's now my superhero person who just want like she. I don't know. Have you seen that woman do the American Ninja Warrior thing? The show. Well, yeah, she was the first woman that qualified and finished that that finished that course. That made you cry. Well, I was so, yeah, I did cry. I actually cried when I was teaching about this in my yoga class. I was like, and this woman, and she's so amazing because wow. women can do anything. Are you normally like that or is it new? No, you know, I haven't. I mean, I, these women that I was teaching are like, um, they're in recovery. So it's this is a hardcore group of women who are like, you know, drug, like recovery from drug addiction, alcoholism, and this is like their transition out of jail. So... This is like, it's sort of like the in-between outpatient work. And so I go in and I teach these women yoga for about 45 minutes. And, you know, there's so much sharing going on. There's so much powerful work that happens. Lots of crazy stuff that's, you know, and I've always been the steady source. And for some reason, I I can do that very well and be really accessible. And then with this woman, I was just like, and then I saw the video. And Casey, she's, <laughs> because the upper body strength and people don't think women can do it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, speaking of don't think women can do it, and I'm sure you guys are listening, if you have ever on, on your computer saw that video, um, like a girl that I was oh, yeah. a dove or always put out. Yeah. And within 30 seconds of seeing little girls imitate what it's like to throw like a girl and run like a girl, I was hysterical crying and how sad I was about yeah. that. Yeah. And I couldn't watch the end. And my daughter had sent it to me and she heard me crying and she was like, Mom, I'm sorry. And my husband's like, never send her anything again. Don't send her anything until January, for the <laughs> love of God. 
And I'm just like sitting there. I was in the middle of work or something. I just started bawling. Like, this is the saddest thing I ever saw. <laughs> Women could do everything. Like, I was so, it made me so sad. Well, see, that's what I was thinking about. That's, that's part of when I started to talk about that. Then that, with Casey, it would be hashtag like a girl. Because she yeah. totally did right. it like a girl. She was amazing. And she did it her way. And she was Anyway, and so to me, that kind of reflects going back, ladies, to podcasting because Casey did not try to be a man when she did this course. She just focused on the power that she had as a woman. She's five foot five, a hundred pounds, and she was able to get through this course by taking her time and just being spot on and being graceful and steady and powerful. She didn't go like, Ooh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't become the next female bodybuilder. In yeah. Order to do it. If you look at her, she's so cute. She's like all petite and happy and just adorable as a get out, but she's a massive athlete. And just to watch her get through it and to be so comfortable in her own skin and, it, that's what I think I was so moved by because she didn't have to be like a man. She just had to be herself. And that I think that that's why it got to me because I was thinking like we always think we have to be like that instead of just being ourselves. And I think that's what really it, it honestly got me in my gut. It's you know, I preach it all the time, but it's a whole different thing when you watch somebody do it and you're like, oh, man, that's awesome. So, anywho, let's let's go back to our our, our, yes. our program. <laughs> back to our originally scheduled non-hormonal program. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and this is from uh, Christina, and uh, she's been following me on Twitter for a while. And she said, and "This is really, really, really great. Thank you for your new podcast. I've loved listening to it. I've been thinking that I need to diversify my life recently for balance because who is only into one thing." <laughs> Once I decided to find a new outlet of expression to add to my life, the next day I saw a tweet about she podcast from Elsie and I checked it out. I was considering a blog, but now you've inspired me to experiment with podcasting as well. I feel I would have jumped in blindly before hearing your shows and now know I've got a bunch of research and organizing to do first. My main source of income will still be from performing and teaching lessons, so this project has no pressure to succeed or fail. Yay! I'm passionate about well-being, want to share in inspire and highlight different ways people can heal and or live healthier, more fulfilling lives. It's a side experiment for me, but if others want to get on board and listen, I'm open to that. Besides being an opera singer, hi, (laughs) I'm a certified Reiki practitioner. Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Having a blog podcast would be uh, fun for existing clients and it might uh, help potential clients who are in the fence to give Reiki a, a try. I currently go by word of mouth only. I'd love to know how you prepare or don't prepare shows. Also, I'm interested in content cohesion. Do you ever do shows on topics that are outside the usual bounds of podcast? Do you ever want to discuss something but decide this particular podcast is not the right platform? What I'm trying to say, what am I trying to say? How do you hone in the thread of content that your listeners want? Do female podcasters need to make an effort to relate to male listeners? All right. So those are great questions, right? Yeah. What do you think? And we actually just did that. We went off on a hormonal female rant about crying and other things that have nothing to do with podcasting. I'm sorry, Elsie. That's all right. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So so let's take it from the beginning. Let's start with the first questions. How do you hone in on the thread of content your listeners want? Hmm. 
Well, let's see. She's an opera singer and a Reiki practitioner. Um, but she's passionate about, I mean, the key is, I mean, first I, at first I was going to say, which thing do you make more money doing? The, the opera or the Reiki? But then I thought, well, but if she doesn't want to talk about, I mean, it sounds like she wants to talk about, um, highlight different ways people can heal and live healthier lives. Like, then that's what you should have your podcast about. Right. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that, sh- that it's really easy to have a conversation just from, I'm sure she has word of mouth people coming to her just, just because of word of mouth, which means people love her, that she really just needs to go, go for, and plus being an opera singer, Reiki practitioner, that's really awesome and cool. And I'm sure. Reiki is cool stuff. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, is there a podcast around that you think? Reiki? I think so. Talk if she wants Reiki? to talk about, oh, I, I guarantee, yeah, even just her, because I think that as she herself, I think Christina herself could be just the focus of this. And even talking about whatever in terms of health and healing, I'm sure that there are um, things that she can use from her operatic uh, experience as well as Reiki and what that is and how she uses Reiki for opera. And maybe she can just start talking and find her audience. Cause I think that's also something to, to do is not, you don't, I don't think she has to hone in at first, especially if this is just kind of like a passion project, more about getting out there, trying new things and being creative instead of this is a business model. Mm-hmm. So I think she can play. That's what I say. Just start, talking or even interviewing people or interviewing her get her, her um, customers or clients or that kind of stuff. There's so much. Oh my God. I would record myself. I would record my show, like meaning singing. If I was doing an opera, like a concert or something, I would just record that and then, you know, talk to people behind the scenes about it before I went on stage, maybe even give a little thing off stage and how that made me feel and doing all the back like the back, uh, the back opera behind the scenes. I would love to hear that. I would too. I just think the most interesting show is going to be whatever she digs talking about. That's all. Like I think, Hello. yeah. Yeah. So if you like talking about all that stuff, maybe it would just be better since you have so many interests to just have like the Christina show. And then you could talk about whatever the heck fire you want. Exactly. And we'll see about TV that day if you want. Here's another question. This is really interesting. And I think this is going to lead us to our conversation later on here. Um, So do female podcasters need to make an effort to relate to male listeners? I mean, it depends on what their like topic is about. Like there's somebody in our um, community who has an orphan black podcast and I don't think she needs to make an extra effort to appeal to the dudes but I don't think her show is so gender specific either that is a women focused show though because it's one actress playing like 20 women but um um but my husband loves that show he would probably listen to that podcast regardless of what she said or you know how she sounded um but then there are other like lady business radio I know some guys listen to it but it's rare um I'm trying to think like some other, like Grammar Girl is, you know, I don't think she has to make an extra effort to be one or the other. No, but her stuff is very simple and it's just about grammar. It's, it's 10 minutes long. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I think the, I mean, 
Mignon's awesome, but I'm I'm just saying that just if you take the if you take Mignon out of it and she's putting the information out, it's not gender specific. So it's very no. it's just very it's just information. Like, um, I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't want to make this show. I know men listen to this show too because a couple men have told us like they're enjoying it, um, and I wouldn't want to make an effort to gear it to be more towards men, nor would I do it for Lady Business Radio because the purpose of both shows is to help women fit what they want to do into their lives. And so why would I make, why would I gear that towards dudes unless I want them to understand that they need to help women fit things into their lives. Right, right, yeah. And you know, what I mean? you know what's interesting? You're the pawn too? for my mission. Right. <laughs> my evil, my evil takeover uh, of the uh, world. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it would be really great, though, if there are men listening to this podcast, and perhaps yeah. maybe you have listened to more than one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is there, how do you feel listening as a man? Do you, f- you know, it, does it, like, rock your boat? Does it, you know, feel do you badly? like it? Do you like listening to us talk? And do you feel like it's great, le- relevant content? Does it make you feel weird that we're talking about women's stuff all the time? I mean, I don't know. I have no I'm idea. <laughs> see if I can find the few comments uh, on Twitter that I've gotten. It's just been like once or twice. Someone has been like really enjoying it. Keep up the good work. Um, And I don't know if it was all just generic like that or if there's been one that was more specific about the show. But I'm just going to check because I want to see. It's certainly not the same kind of feedback that we normally get, but um, let's see. Dudes, dudes, dude. Now I'm scanning my notifications for dudes. Dudes, 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 dudes. It's rare because a lot of my audience is. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I would like to know that as well, what they think um, of the show. And do they think, I mean, if we geared it more towards men, would it make a difference? I mean, I'm not trying to be the podcast answer man. No. <laughs> I don't, you know, and I don't want to gear it towards. It, I don't want it to be gender neutral. I want it to be for us. That's what it's that's, called. It's she. That's what right. it is. So, but that um, doesn't mean that the. I think the content's useful. Regard. Oh, here it is. Alex Harris, Jess Kupferman enjoyed your new show. ShePodcast.com. dot com. Congrats. Well, good. <laughs> there you go. That's it. All right, Thanks. Alex. If you're listening, can you just tweet me or like? I mean, you can't join the group, obviously, but um. <laughs> Tweet me and answer the question whether or not, you know, like what it does for you exactly. Because yeah. I don't remember if you have a podcast. I, I remember, I think I think I met him. I don't remember if uh, he has a podcast or is thinking about it or if he's just an enthusiast or just curious that one time or what. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing because it could be like a curious thing for just like that one time. So we'll yeah. see. And we'll see if, you know, John Lee Dumas and, and Ramit listen to our episode number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find that out soon. So, um, so that and oh, and there's another question here that uh, Christina had. She says, "I'd love to know how you prepare or don't prepare shows." Um, so there. So, in terms of preparation, I think now we really just get fired up about certain themes, uh, either based on an article or something we've heard or something that we're experiencing in that time that has caused us to have a conversation that we feel needs to be expanded or that can be expanded upon. Uh, I think we do have a running list also of things to, to talk about in case we run out of things to talk about. 
Mm-hmm. But as of now, we haven't really looked at it. It seems, you know what, Jess, I have a feeling that you and I are kind of alike. Like we like to plan and then we don't follow the plan. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't feel the need to follow. I mean, it's like, like you said, it's like a list for stuff if we have no stuff. But so far, we always have stuff. Right. Yeah. We have stuff every week because stuff's happening every week. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> So, so I think yeah. it depends on what makes you feel comfortable too. I just, yeah, I just thought and we were talking about emotions. I just thought about a whole new topic oh, that we could discuss. See that? Which we could either do. You, know, you just have to, have to as to long as we write it down. I think if we can just like keep it, and because our brains are sort of like that, where they'll jump on something and and then they go away. And so, as long as we write it down somewhere that is feasible, then we'll talk about it. So you have to write it down in the show notes. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Um, Yeah, so kind of staying on the conversation that has to do with, you know, the do female podcasters need to make an effort to relate to male listeners, uh, that kind of takes us into another conversation that we were having in the She Podcast group that is about women in podcasting data. And so I've had a couple of people, not just in the She Podcaster group, kind of request information about data related to percentages of women who are podcasting at this moment. Uh, Because Rob Walt wrote an article quite a while back that has not been updated since 20, what is it? 2012. And he had written some pretty just crazy percentages in terms of in terms of women podcasting and how many women are not podcasting basically and more updated stats. And so I started thinking about this and I'm like I would love to know how many women are podcasting and how many, you know, if it has risen, if the number has gone up, but then I started to think about well, who, I think it would, has. who would benefit from that information? Pain in it, yeah, pain in the ass. But who would no, benefit I think, from that? I think that? it has. I think it has gone up. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, if, I mean, when I, when I, in fact, like, you're right. Who, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt the point, which is right. what you're getting to. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that. Go ahead. No worries. So yeah, no, all I was saying is like, who would it benefit to know that information? And then you said, yes, it has gone up. So <laughs> I know, but who, but it, it would benefit what I think what you were going to get to. And I'm so sorry I interrupted you is that it would really only benefit people who are trying to sell services to women podcasters or women who want to podcast. Yeah. Like and that me. doesn't mean like people like you who have these uh, these lovely podcasting courses, but also like businesses like the Libsyn uh, platform, which is where we host podcasts. And it's, you know, that's just another angle for which to market people to use our service to get their podcast out, right? So mm-hmm. I could see it as a benefit for that. But it just seems like that knowledge isn't really going to help women podcasters mm-hmm. as a whole. It'll just help... I don't know. I don't. I don't even know exactly how to say what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where it just won't help. It, it just that that knowledge doesn't really help the existing women podcasters scene. And when I started podcasting, I didn't really start podcasting because no women were podcasting. I started podcasting because I really loved it. 
Mm-hmm. And I really loved to do this thing. And I didn't think that because I was a woman, I should do it. And because I was a woman, I would be seen more. Like I did it because I thought this was an awesome platform to take. It's like, you know, if somebody said uh, only, you know, 0.01% of women are using YouTube, I wouldn't go, oh, I got to get a YouTube channel and start doing videos because that's not my scene. I would, pr- I want to do this. This is what I want. So... Anyway. Well, yeah, similarly, I didn't do it because I was a woman and wanted to stand out in a man's world. I did it because I wanted a show and I didn't want to obsess about my hair on YouTube. There you go. And so I thought a podcast would be the way to go. It didn't occur to me until I got into it, like what a man's world it was and why. And then I started, like, when I started looking at shows and when I was taking my own courses and learning my own thing, I started wondering, like, why, you know, I would have horrible comparison. I think we talked about this before. I was having yeah. horrible comparison envy and why can't I get those same numbers? And this isn't there. I'm doing everything I can, doing everything they're saying. And then I was like, oh, because it's a show for women and there are none here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then that, but see, it's that's not like, none. And I no, can't, no. I sound so ungrateful. I'm a jerk, but like not none, but not as, but not as much as what they say, not $2 million worth of, of audience, not, not 2 million downloads worth of audience, you know, which is fine. It helps. And I, and I have had extreme benefit from both this show and that show. And it's fine. It's just that I just feel sad because I know women are getting into it because of what men tell them their benefits are and they don't see that. And then they're pissed. Right. And I just think that sucks. No, but see, that takes us to the other aspect of this, which is something that Natalie Ekdahl mentioned on the thread because I kind of put, I kind of, the, the thread that is in She Podcast is about how to get this data, um, mm-hmm. especially from a service like Libsyn, which we have like over 15,000 podcasters already. But this is already, these are already podcasting with us. So it would be like, how do we get that data from our existing users? And that's kind of a challenge. And it was really just about asking for help. But then what she brought <laughs> it back to, which is crazy, right? What I'm she sorry. brought it back to is that she said, what I'm most interested in knowing though, is the percentage of women who listen to podcasts versus the percentage of men. For those of us that have that's female focused shows... The download numbers tend to be lower than those that are male or gender neutral shows. That is something that you guys have data on too once you get that gender stats down. I know that too. So yeah, and that's what you were talking about, that it doesn't, yeah, that that data would help women a little bit more to see how many women are listening and especially for shows that are women-centric, like things like, I mean, totally women, like things that are about pregnancy, stuff that is just woman woman stuff or even you know like lesbian shows obviously those are women-centric so to know how many people huh i didn't even even know that existed yeah there's like so so much out there um and so you know it's like it's one of those things where i'm i'm that's a small niche our our uh our show is a small niche I yeah, mean, our small is a small. If anybody niche. wants to know how many freaking women podcasters out there, it's going to be us. <laughs> you know, because we were because I'd like to know just how big our audience is. Right, not you know, that we're like wasting our time because I would do it just for the twenty people that you know. Not that there, there's obviously there's more than twenty currently that are listening, uh, which is what we're lucky about. But like, 
you know, if let's just say we get to say like a 200 per episode download and it stays there forever, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and guess that's our max. At least either that or we're not marked, you know, or we're not well known enough. Right. I don't think so. I mean, uh, well, well, yeah, like, you know what? Like, I would have to start to see whenever we start to do this podcast consistently for a certain amount of time to see the growth because I have seen for the feed, the feed is a, is a Libsyn centric this is the other podcast that I co-host is a Libsyn centric show, meaning that it's for people who use our service and our podcasters. So that also narrows down the people who would listen. Right. So, and the potential of other people listening, cause we've had a lot of people send in feedback actually that are not Libsyn listeners and, and do like our show, which is really Libsyn users. I meant then like our show, which is great because that's one of the reasons we started it. But at the same time, I have seen about a 10% rise in, the, in this past year in terms of every podcast that we put out. So we have consistently gotten between 5% and 10% of audience growth for the entire year consistently, the whole time. It's not huge growth. So it's not like all of a sudden you see a huge spike, but it is absolutely 100% consistent. And we don't have iTunes juice. Nope. It's just been pure, good content the whole way. Uh, and our growth is not massive, but we're now getting about a week. So I would say our subscriber base started off at around 200 or so, like even 150 to 200 on our first episodes and has gone up to about 750 to 800 for in a year. So... Yeah. I just want to give you an example of a statistic in case anyone's curious or gives a rat's ass. Okay. Um, so I did this webinar back in February about podcasting and I want to do a statistic. So I pulled up the, just the business, what's hot, not marketing, not anything else. And I counted in the top, it was either 50 or 100, how many women were in there just in the top 100 right now on the top 100, there are, uh, seven and I'll start from the seventh, which is Natalie Ekdahl, and then myself, and then Esther Kiss, and then Jamie Tardy, and then the public speaker from Quick and Dirty Tips, which is Mignon, which is Mignon's company. Um, and I'm on, um, I think I'm on five. And then uh, Amy Porterfield, Susie Orman, and then Money Girl. That is it. It is not more than six months ago. In the top 100... Now, if you scroll past the 100 mark, I mean, it's actually full of chicks, but they're right. not the top shows yet, which means to me they're either it's still new for women or it means women aren't like maybe they're taking the same approach as you and I, where they're just growing it organically and they don't give a, you know, they don't care whether or not they're in the top, like, like under, right? Like, and I'm not saying far underneath me, but let's say in the, the 50 right after me. You know, China Money Podcast, which is a woman, Allie Brown, um, Tranquility Du Jour, which I, looks like a, I don't know what that is. Yeah, we, looks, we talked about her. Fancy. That is um, Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly Wilson. Yeah. Yep. Jess Lively is, is like a couple, you know, not a couple underneath me, but you know, like that's like the next 50 I'm, I'm reading. There's still only four. But then, like I'm saying, if you scroll down more, then I'm starting to see like other people in our, in our group. Um, it's, I guess what I'm saying is the more I scroll, the more women I see, but it's like the top 400, not the top 100, which is, which I think is like, I'm not sure why that is. And I'm not going to say why it is, except I think it could be a lack of audience or be, um, 
you know, that they're not, they're not maybe gunning for it the way that the, the top men are, I guess. Well, I mean, the top five right now is, um, NPR, Dave Ramsey, Art of Charm, Pat Flynn. Right. I find it interesting, and this is just ba- background information. This is a totally different topic. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm sorry for this. It's okay. <laughs> Entrepreneur on Fire is in the top 30. However, it is not his regular show. It's his best of iTunes show. So once, because John didn't realize, I think, when he first started doing a daily show, that he was going to have to, you know, they only catalog, like, the first 300, right? Right. So so once he got to two years, he was like, rut-row, what do I do with these other shows? <laughs> so he picks, so he did a couple archive podcasts separate to the one he already has, and now he's doing, like, a best of, which is in the top 30, but then again, it's like, okay, that's fine. He's still in the top 30, but his regular show is not. Huh. So I think that's interesting. Anyway, it's just I, I wanted to side note it because I think it's a good approach if for those of you who do have daily shows. Yeah, and um, and you get to a three hundred and fifty mark where you're like, uh oh, my show go bye bye, you know. Yeah, well, it depends if you keep on doing really really great job. I mean, there's people who have you know above three hundred. Uh, Craftlet Heather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. um, you know, it depends on what you like. Like I said, what what I discussed on on the feed with that episode is like if you are really capitalizing on iTunes juice for for the your podcast description search results mm-hmm. so meaning that you really optimize each and every one of your podcast episodes as a way to get people to listen uh, which I think John Lee Dumas at the beginning he did because he had a lot of really big names in the beginning yes. of you know sure. uh, of uh, of that uh, time so people were searching perhaps for that then yeah it would really really count let me tell you how i use and i know we're totally off topic now but this is really good this is something that i just thought like my god this is a great topic for she podcasts mm-hmm. so i've been trying to learn a little bit more about facebook ads because of just my, oh. my day job so i've been wanting to really kind of learn how to optimize that stuff especially for podcasting and especially for a podcasting company and yeah. just doing some research right so guess yeah. what i I did. I went into iTunes and I searched Facebook ads. Okay. And it's so cool because when you do that, you get the top hits of the top downloaded podcast episodes. Because if you look down at podcast episodes, you will get the top podcast about that topic. And so what I did is I started to go down the list. Mm-hmm. Um, of the ones that called my attention. So right now the f- number one is this, I don't even know. I think it's like a it's um it's called Facebook ads. That's the name of the of the episode for this. Uh, let me see who is this? Doctor Tech, Doctor Tech Talk pre- previous shows. I'm not sure what that is. I didn't listen to that actually because um, it didn't call my attention. But I did listen to the third, which the third um, that comes on the list for this, which is the Ask Amy How to Hyper Target Your Facebook Ads, which is from Amy Porterfield. Um, online marketing made easy. An option. So that, and then it has really good ratings on it if you see it. And then I also listened to, there was another one, uh, EPH, uh, which is Rick Mulready talks Facebook ads from beginners. That was really mm-hmm. good for the entrepreneur power hour with Valerie Shootman. So there's, yeah, he's really smart about Facebook ads. Yeah. He's, he's had so, a free video and it taught me a ton about audience, about getting a better targeted audience. Yeah. And so yeah. what I really loved about this now in terms of podcasts is that you can get an education on Facebook ads without having to go buy a course. You just yep. go and e- and Google, or not Google, iTunes Google. 
I don't even know. I can search. I can search it. Facebook ads, those are keywords targeted. And if you know, you've got a good show about that specific topic is going to come up. Now, mm-hmm. the thing about, about iTunes search algorithm results is that the way that they are logged in in terms of what comes up in terms of search results is, and this is the number one, and this is the hardest one, and it's something you cannot leverage, is the amount of people that ha- have already like subscribed to your show. Mm. So let's say mm-hmm. you have a killer Facebook ads you know, show like Amy, you know how Amy's number three there. She just yeah. released that episode. I believe she, she, she released this like within the past couple of weeks, but the reason, and, and it's really highly rated. It looks like it's really popular. People are really downloading it, but the reason she didn't come up as a number one is because I, I'm telling, I think this Dr. Tech talk show has been around for a a long time and he probably has a lot of people who have subscribed to his podcast in the past and so he's coming up number one because he's got that existing subscriber count that yeah, doesn't right. you know in terms of the algorithm and then it goes into popularity in, in terms of the key words that are in the title and into how many downloads of that specific episode start to come up so there's some things that you can't really work but i really liked and then if you see all if you see all then it gives you all all of these different um podcasts that have all addressed facebook ads Mm-hmm. So then I can just go in there and pick and choose which episode from which podcast I want to listen to if something comes up. I, I could literally follow Rick Mulready <laughs> all through iTunes and just I listen know. to him talk and learn from him in all of the different podcasts. So yeah. anyway, so that's like my thing. How did we get into this? What? I don't know, but I want to add something. Okay, go. Um, speaking of Facebook ads, because I thought of this like a half hour ago and I forgot to mention it, but... Um, when we were talking about figuring out what percentage of your audience is, you know, male, female, or if you want to know that, another thing you could do is um, a search in Facebook. So, like, if you know, for example, that your audience might be similar to um, Allie Brown, and you know Allie Brown has a podcast or whatever, so you could do... Um, you could do a Facebook ad and you can target just people who like her page. It has to be over a certain amount of likes though. Like not everyone, like you can't do a search for um, just people who like entrepreneur on fire, but you can do like some bigger people. So I think you need like a couple hundred K in order for it to be deemed like search worthy. I'm not sure, but okay. So like NPR is a good example. If you have an NPR type show or maybe the moth, which is a storytelling show, you could do, um, I want to target my ad just to women in the United States who like the moth. And then you can, and then you'll see a number. Is it a hundred thousand? Is it 300,000? Is it 20,000? You know? And then if you change the number from men to women, you'll see that too. In fact, Rick Mulready, speaking of the devil, he also taught me that you could look in, there's now a function in Facebook ads called audience insights. Now, when you first bring it up, it shows just the Facebook audience demographics so it'll first show you like how many men women and what age they are on facebook but as you target in so for example rick was doing a search on let's see how many people what kinds of people are on social media examiner and he typed in you know, people whose interests include social media examiner and the stats change then you see the ratio of men to women there the age range there and then you can even d- dig deep 
education level, marriage, buying habits. Do they buy online? Do they use a credit card? Do they use PayPal? It's really interesting and it's like, and it's very deep. So like if you know, if you have a popular version of yourself or a, or a target audience that you think you could, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say steal, but that you could mimic because mm-hmm. they would also appreciate you because they appreciate, you know, uh, Sephora, right. then, you know, then you can look at that demographic and say, okay, these people do this, this, and this. Okay. This is probably my target audience. Or if it's not Sephora, then you X that out and you go, okay, uh, let's look at, um, let's look at, um, Ulta instead, which is probably the same exact audience, but you know, you know what I mean? Like there's ways of using audience insights to sort of be like, okay, well, I can't get this from iTunes, how many women are listening to my show, but I can, I guess that the, my same listeners also like X and what do those people look like? And yeah. then you have like a, a better idea of your own target audience. Is that too techy? No, it's not too techy. The thing is, is the possibilities for this happening is not, it's like, this is what I'm getting at. You have to do work that is yes. outside of True. getting into the iTunes new and noteworthy because you're not going to get this kind of data. You're going to get stuff right. that needs that needs work and, and, and time and thought process and to be willing to, to go where you, you feel your audience is. And, and then it gets me back to what I wrote in that same thread, which is what I was talking to you about before, which is about education, because Mm -hmm. there are, I believe certain, um, habits that perhaps women listeners have in terms of listening to content, which is, doesn't include podcasting at this moment. It's not something that perhaps is in their everyday understanding. So we have to do stuff like what you did, Jess, which you did so well. We're going to link into the show notes, which is your stuff about teaching how to listen to a podcast. And you just made these super easy videos, really pretty, really simple and short of how to listen to a podcast using the podcast app and iTunes and Apple, which is going to be really, really important. And also how to download or even stream, you know, via your website. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to put them in YouTube, I think, and, and invite people to use them on their own site if they want. Yeah. Just it, because if you don't feel like making your own, but you still want as a podcaster to show people how to both listen on their phone and computer and review on their phone and computer, I made four videos. They're like two minutes each. Yeah. And you can just, and, and uh, you can just steal them right from YouTube, embed them in your own site if you yeah. want. I totally, I used to do that when I first started podcasting, I did that. Uh, I had a page and everything is, you know, I actually took the page off of my site because I thought it was a super necessary for my audience. Absolutely. They were like, what the heck is a podcast? How do you listen to it? And now it's so much easier to be able to teach that. Um, and then the podcast app that are podcasts apps <laughs> that are being developed now for iTunes and other smartphones are also tools that we can empower our listeners to use because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, it's funny because we just got a tweet. Can you really make two million dollars podcasting from Daniel Lewis? Yeah, he he retweeted us. <laughs> I don't know if that means. I just wrote thanks for listening because I just was like, maybe he's listening. No, he he really um, maybe he retweeted he retweeted us, which is really nice because he's supporting yeah. us and and that's and I love that. Thank that's you, awesome. Dan. We thanks, love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's something I think we need to take responsibility to teach our audience how to listen. It's specifically for women. Let, let's say, and again, we're going back to Natalie because she's, 
you know, she, she's in it and she's, he, she is doing a fantastic job with her, with her podcast. And it is aimed at specific business, uh, women business audiences as, you know, very focused. And I assume that women who are podcasting in this way and they have that uh, focus are also going to have opportunities to speak, perhaps moving into a speaker platform, perhaps being um, in a more in more live events kind of thing where you get to go to conferences and that are perhaps not uh, focused on podcasters or new media producers or digital media producers or people who know that, but then that she or we as women need to be prepared when we go to these new settings, perhaps all business owners that are more brick and mortar or people who are not exposed to podcasts to be able to provide them a, a way to consume their our content easily mm-hmm. without having to be like, and then you go here and you subscribe and because it, it deters people from doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there needs to be preparation for that, education for that, to show people exactly how to consume it. And to be able to do that with the podcast app or to have a really quick video in your presentation, like imagine that you're doing a presentation and then you play uh, even an, a mini video of your video, Jess, when you're doing some kind of presentation to show people how to to subscribe to, you know, Lady Business Rock. Um, Lady Business Rock. I miss <laughs> I guess you just said that. Is that like Schoolhouse Rock? No, it's because I was thinking of Biz Women Rock from like Katie oh, Kinnitz yeah. at the same time with yeah, right. Business Radio. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I That's saying? Funny. That's really so, funny. you know, to be able to show those videos and then you see, you show people, oh, it's so easy. Have everybody download, uh, use the podcast app right away on your phone. Everybody take out your iPhone. Let's all subscribe. <laughs> yeah, do it. So to be able to do that. So anyway, off my soapbox now about that. Well, I <laughs> So, um, so what do you guys think? What do yeah. you guys think about this topic in terms of how important is it for us as women to have stats on how many women podcast? And number two, how important is it for us to get stats on how many women are listening to podcasts? And, um, the third question, how important is it for us to take responsibility to make that grow, change, shift yeah. Yeah. and whatnot? So, yeah, I'd love to hear. Go to um, shepodcast.com and check out the latest. I believe this is episode 10. (laughs) Zero one zero. Yes. Or you can comment on in the group, shepodcast.com forward slash group. And we would love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Um, And get on the directory, ladies. Yeah, man. Love to. And then those emails, we, we don't, totally, we could read your stuff if you want us to address a topic, feedback at shepodcast.com. If you are listening on your iPhone and you, or any other smartphone, you can look in the show notes, look in the show notes when you're listening right there and you can tap that feedback at shepodcast.com and it automatically opens up your mail app and you can send us a quick phone. You can me- send us a quick message. So yeah, there you have it. Please do. Yay. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you so much, Elsie, for your wisdom and insight, as always. you're so sweet. And yours, too. We got some great tangents today. We did. (laughs) I feel like there's more in me, but I'll let it go for now. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, well, talk to you guys soon. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.
Wait, 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 wait.